0: Kia everyone, and welcome to podcast number 18 of the word or tekupu with me, your host, Christopher Von Roy. Podcast today is with um, Pebbles Hooper, a guest I've been wanting to interview for quite some time. She's a quite controversial character if you just look at the surface, but if you dig a little deeper, you find a true, genuine compassionate human being with a powerful intellect and an even more powerful insight into human psychology, philosophy, religion, and science. Um, I wanted to, on one hand, give her a platform to talk about something other than the upcoming trial that she's in where she's defending herself against free speech and certain allegations put forward, which, yeah, we shouldn't really discuss, but yeah, I I wanted to showcase a different side of her to the one that most people see, and over the last couple of months we've had some pretty deep discussions about science and religion and how Pebbles views the universe and the world. She is, yeah, an incredibly insightful person. And yeah, you have to look beyond Mm -hmm. the superficial stuff in order to fully understand a human being. And that's why I really enjoyed having this talk with her. I'm going to have her on again as, yeah, we had a bit of technical difficulty. So we couldn't really finish the interview, but I was keen to get it out. So we'll have a round two coming up in the next weeks as well. Um, yeah, so without further ado, here's the indelible Pebbles Hooper. But more importantly, how did the vet thing with Hugo go? How's your dog oh, he's doing? fine,
1: he's fine. No, he's fine definitely avoided like i was just panicked because he's been sick um last month quite badly and so i just i think this was me being slightly dramatic
0: just overly cautious yes how long have you had hugo you want to tell us about the dog it's pretty amazing it's japanese there's not many of them in the country
1: he's a six-year-old Japanese spits that I adopted when he was a puppy uh, because he was born blind. Um, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with him other than um, detached retinas and none of it, none of the illnesses as I'm up to date with knowing what's been going on has been because of his blindness before anyone might think like you got a blind dog. Of course he's going to have problems, but um, <laughs> he is seeing an eye specialist tomorrow because one of his eyes has I suspect that he's had, like, a little injury, like, bang, banged it or something. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we're just going to keep going. But he's Zero six vision. years old.
0: No vision at all? No. Yeah, so then it's not He's never had any vision,
1: he- so it's yeah. like he doesn't know what he's missing, you know?
0: Or the opposite. Yeah, exactly. You said that he's got an incredible sense of hearing and smell. Like, how does he orientate yes. himself, like, in your house? He knows exactly where everything is.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's really not um, – I kind of use the analogy, like, if someone were to come up to you and say, oh, you know, you don't have tele- telepathy, you can't read minds, oh, my God, how do you live? I'd be like, fine, and <laughs> because I just don't have it. And I, And the other thing is people – there are restorative surgeries you can do um, for dogs that have like have, had detached retinas or things like that and to restore sight. But I, yeah. you know, even, even if it were possible, which I highly doubt it would be because I, I've i sort of been, the essence of his blindness is that the, the, the retinas are not developed. Yeah. So even if they were, and I was potentially able to like offer him that I wouldn't because I can't explain to him what the sense is going to be and him waking up with this this experience that, like, he doesn't know how to, like, he doesn't, I remember reading yeah, I can understand about this. blind people and, like, this woman who got a very groundbreaking, um, oh, of course the neighbour has a leaf blower, um, she, this <laughs> sort of really, um, new technology of restorative surgery yep. for sight, and she yeah. didn't, I think it wasn't, I don't know if it was complete blindness, but, you know, um, like clinically you know she couldn't drive or read a book or you know needed a cane but lights she could see and things and she got this um surgery and the thing that I remember being so confused about which I understand more because of Hugo is she because she spent her life or a huge chunk of her life and her brain was rewiring to understand the world she her sense of touch was the the way she identified things. And so when she was going through and trying to harness this new sense, they would show her things like a ball and they would say, what's this? And she'd be like, I have no fucking idea. And then she would touch it and go, oh, it's a ball. But her eyes were like, no idea what that thing is. And so for Hugo, it's like, imagine doing that to a dog. That would be fucking like traumatic. And he doesn't, doesn't, and, and dogs, their sight is their least, Strength and uh, yeah. uh, sense. sense. So, you know, if it was a deaf dog, it would be much more difficult and in terms of commands and that sort of thing. So, yeah, he's very capable and, you know, nothing.
0: How is he around active. other dogs, Pebbles? How Terrible. does he.
1: Terrible. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. He had a really bad fight they can probably when I was up. like, no, he was like, mm, maybe th- two. Terrible. Yeah. I broke it up. I had to have surgery. It was not something i would wish upon anyone um and luckily the dogs were fine dogs were absolutely fine but yeah it was him being the aggressor and um ever since that he has just i've been so paranoid and traumatized by the event i i mean probably not a great act on my part but just sort of kept him away from dogs and then that's sort of where we are now
0: so did he bite you is that where you got the hands? He was trying to bite another
1: dog, uh, and I, yeah. I, I, you know, intercepted the bite, and he literally oh, tore, tore my entire hand apart. Um, I had to have a surgery, and I've got Aww. a pretty gnarly, a gnarly scar from it. But I, I look at it in a nice. Um, they did say to me when I had the surgery was I was going into emergency surgery. Um, <laughs> the surgeon, I don't know if he really realized the gravity of what he said before i went under but he was like we're going to do the best we can to save your hand and i was like i'm sorry what? oh my god sorry when and then i just went out and i my hand was fine but they thought i had cellulitis and that's like an infection i did it yeah. but obviously dogs have dirty teeth i'm a type one diabetic infection is loves me so yeah yeah it's a stressful time but otherwise nothing he can't do yeah,
0: yeah. he loves the ladies so he's good he around people ladies. now
1: Mm, ladies I mean he doesn't really care so much for the guys um but you know how old was
0: he when you got him
1: Mm, he would have been about three months
0: oh wow so I mean it is an amazing thing like you just when you spoke about that woman who got her sight restored and I guess it it depends on when it happens in your life but I actually, now that I
1: think about it, think it may have been a guy, but that's not important. It was just, I remember seeing this documentary and even now with, obviously the site that they got restored, I say, maybe they didn't have fantastic site in the beginning, but they were able to, you know, provide more site and this still didn't give them the ability to like
0: properly see things
1: things like drive but you know they but they still read with braille they still use the cane and yeah the end of the documentary i just remember seeing like the imagery was quite like sobering because it was it wasn't about sight it was about the brain (laughs) and the brain was just like no i figured this out and i'm and i'm fine and i and i think it's really a big shift in my thinking especially around abilities not disabilities, yeah. because it just you like for, for for humans in like a self righteous sense or an ego sense to describe anything as a disability is to basically undermine the brain and its infinite ability to yeah. evolve and figure shit out if something you know that they created isn't functioning at its highest level. And I hundred so, percent
0: agree that
1: yeah and i and I I don't, I I don't believe that there is disabilities there are variations of abilities but it's yeah um i, I get i've very, eliminated that word yeah oh, i mean no but yeah. I, I say it in a, I say I say in a, a spiritual sense like yeah. you're choosing yeah. to be an idiot you're being ignorant by choice that's a spiritual disability and that's the only disability that exists because the way we have constructed that description is in a in a connotation that's negative and it's like well what who's what what's the race that we're in what game are we playing in order to measure this ability like hugo does shit that like so many dogs that have uh, quote-unquote a full bill of health you know he can he can do he's caught flies not that he enjoys it but he still (laughs) has the sonar like a bat and, um yeah, I get very spicy when people go like, "Oh, I mean, initially when I said I was getting him and adopting him, I got a lot of like, "Oh, you know, that's fucked, like that's so cruel' keeping this dog alive, kind of thing And I'm like, are you oh. fucking what sweet, so let's go ki- let's go kill all the blind people then.
0: Yeah you know? exactly. like, are you
1: kidding? Are you fucking kidding me? What are you t- so sight is your only measurement of enjoyment in your life?
0: Yeah, so funny. Is that what
1: you're telling me? You're just eyes, great, okay, no.
0: I was just thinking about it in terms of other senses. So someone who's never smelt anything before and you restore their sense of smell.
1: Had, he had no, it's, it's got a term, but it means nose blindness, but he could taste. Yeah. And I, and I, I mean like he, he had no sense of smell and I can't remember if he was born with it or if it was like an injury, but I always associated smell with like, if you can't smell, you can't taste. And yeah. he was truly nose blind. And um, it came about, as a joke because he mentioned it and i I thought i don't know why i just didn't take it seriously it's not funny and then i went to his place and he flattered he was in wellington and i remember walking in and being like what the fuck is that smell (laughs) and he and it was it was bananas that his flatmate had left that had liquefied in the pantry and he he couldn't smell them
0: oh my lord (laughs) and when I
1: when I showed it to him, he was like dry reaching, but he had no like he had no measurement of the disgust except for how they looked, which was like liquid. (laughs) So yeah, it was it was such a weird like um, you know like again variations of 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 ability so to speak. Like I don't know where his brain repurposed that um, inability to smell, but it would probably somewhere.
0: Yeah, so it's yeah. there's more well, musician, bad.
1: So, yeah.
0: Well, there you go. There's more uh, bad smells that the brain can perceive than good smells. So in Israel, yeah. they're trying to work out a way with which to send smells via binary code. Um, yeah. and they figured out that there's way more bad smells. So that's why I was thinking, like, if you
1: well, they so, they've done a study where they've like measured smell, and again, I've said this to people, and they all think I'm talking shit, but I know. I haven't made this up. I'm not that smart, but there was a study done and they've proven, which makes total sense considering all the other senses that we measure in waves or, you know, a frequency smell is also a frequency and it is measured by a high frequency and a low frequency, like light and the high, really fast frequency smells are things like decay, bacteria, um acid things that are like don't come here it is bad and i yeah. remember as a kid i never thought this whole thought through but it was something that was like a bookmark when i remember hearing it and it was that flower that um is often it blooms you know once every 10 years or something it, and they had it yeah. at the winter garden the big 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 one yeah and i remember my teacher saying it smells like like dead bodies like it's that's the smell it gives off and yeah. I remember thinking when she said that because everyone was saying that it's a flower. That's like pretending to be dead, like a dead body smell. Right. And I remember going, but the flower doesn't know what a dead body is. And if it's trying to that's be a dead a body, then why the fuck is it pretending to look like a flower? And I just remember <laughs> being like, I, I didn't think this, the through completely. I just remember going, mm, something doesn't make sense here. And now I kind of understand like if it's a frequency and obviously a high frequency in order to attract you know the flies that it eats because flies eat dead bodies and decaying things it's mimicking a high frequency smell that we interpret and associate with things like decay and go dead body but it's not oh i need to smell like a dead body it just goes i need to give off a high frequency smell to get the insects that i want to come to me and it's just our our smell spectrum would be very much like our light perceiving spectrum we have such a limited you know, perception of light and color yet somehow people deny that smell works in the same way. And I think it makes fucking heaps of sense because, you know, not a flower hasn't thought through, oh, okay, I'm a flower. Damn it. I wish I was a dead body. I need to smell like a dead body. It's like, no, no, it's no nature's not going to create this incredible machine and make, oh crap. I made the wrong thing. Like nature will make a dead body. It doesn't need to make a flower to smell like a dead body. It's just a frequency
0: yeah it's a very fundamental question pebbles about how these things come about because some will argue it's a random mutation that makes it do that others will say no this is something that well then why do roses happens?
1: have a low for it vibrational frequency it makes them smell nice and that's the other thing the low vibrational frequency which i guess would be like a red light partner yeah you know soft a soft smell is always associated with things that are we perceive as nice but like a fly isn't gonna go oh I like the low one it's going I like that because it's the you know we are we are wired to stay away from things like decay and bacteria because it could yep. harm us and our brains are like exactly. the fuck away from that thing same with colors with you know frogs it's not like they're like I love being bright and crazy colors it's I'm really poisonous don't eat me
0: Exactly. So then it's also the way our nervous system perceives these things, right? So like a dog when yeah. it smells shit, it loves that and it'll roll around in it, whereas we smell it and we get repulsed. So it's about our sensory faculties and no two I species think it's like of survival animal are a
1: mechanism like... that we are like now repurposing the, the senses that we've, you know, got no ability to sh- uh, like not be shackled to.
0: And we're sort of saying,
1: yeah. oh, this is bad as opposed to like, no, this is just that thing. And it's bad if we, you know, engage with it. Yeah. It's bad if you roll around and shit, because we don't have the, you know, the bacteria in our bodies to protect ourselves like dogs do, you know, dogs yeah. can do dirty things. They never have to wash. They like they, they live on the ground. They're, they're just little animals and they don't yeah. die from it. But if we did or had a child that we, we, you know, treated like that, um, in our care, it would, it, you know, they wouldn't be living very long.
0: No, but it isn't so, about
1: the thing being bad.
0: <laughs> no, exactly. That's the whole thing about your whole differently abled comment as well. It's about our perception of these things. But to hark yeah. back to Hugo and blindness and the, so the the evolution of the eye is like a massive conundrum within biology and evolution. Like that's the one so big the, question. Like,
1: like we, calcium from algae.
0: Well that it's still up for grabs this is one thing that's being debated in evolutionary biology theory
1: that there is the only thing that comes to like i don't know if it's true i'm not a scientist but the thing that kind of in in terms of like natural selection and i know yeah. that that's a really bad term for me to say but i'm gonna explain where i am applying this to but the theory was that like early earth had um you know an amalgamation of algae and it was feeding uh at the top layer of fluid I'm gonna say water but I'm I don't know it might not happen and the Sun when sort of the gases were you know propagating and changing it the Sun became more intense and there were algae that became more light sensitive so it went lower in the water and as the sun became stronger it just basically obliterated the algae that hadn't uh become light sensitive and the ones beneath that had gone lower could feed and live and not be exterminated and so that then calcified and they've linked
0: applied the pressure sort of mutation to, to like that but yeah. to, to
1: the cell the cells and the calcium in the lenses of eye, fishes' eyes and that's why like their fish have bad sight but it's a light the way that light yeah. goes in water is the same way that this algae had basically created life because it had just mutated randomly and survived yeah. and that's um is it the it's like the, yeah, it's like the calcium, it's like a carbonate or something. It's like chalk, basically. It's like the same calcium. Yeah, and it's like chalk is the same thing that's like in your fucking eyes. And it's this weird thing. And I'm like, I don't know. It just it sounds even like the thing still, that we still, shouldn't need to know.
0: Well, yeah, but even still from that tiny chemical reaction you're talking about to then get to the evolution of the human eye, the, the jump is just... From but a biochemical perspective, like that's high. not
1: even that's but that's not even the remarkable question because that is in in you know the same lineage with where that I was able or you know this uh, evolution of one thing it needed to have a place in order to evolve and be safe and this kind of thing. So then you're looking at like the environment and then you're looking at all these other components that needed to be perfect in order for that one thing to work and they're going okay, so as you sort of start looking back and, you know, science is great for the fact that it hyper-fixates on particular um, subjects and that's required to understand things on, like, de- details, but then at the same time, it's like, you don't want to lose that momentum of where this is applied to and not draw back and go, okay, this is just, like, one piece in the Tetris of life. And um, and i think sometimes I like when you hyper fixate on stuff you just forget the bigger picture and i and, I, and my aunt reasoning so that you can avoid existential crisis for questions that are unknowable is like what 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 is your motivation to understand it is it for this like notoriety and you know congratulations in society for having some like you know you're using it as leverage and like to for your persona but in essence if yeah. you find the answer of where the, the lens of the eye came from and you do let's say hypothetically that everyone every scientist in the world can uni- universally agree unify at one point and go yeah this is where the, that comes from you go cool we figured that out now what it, it answers <laughs> questions and I don't think that it's it's like curiosity.
0: It's
1: it's good, no, but it's good. It's good. I'm saying that, but I just think the motivations of these questions can deter it because it becomes this like, you know, debate and like ego war. Where I and I've had this with like the smell thing. I was talking to this guy who claims to be open minded, and I can't think of someone more conservative in reality that I've met in my entire life. But when I said it they just basically started to yarn about you know all the gaia documentaries that they've watched and how that's an impossibility and i'm like sorry (laughs) what like i i'm not saying that your interpretation is wrong but it's for you to tell me that because remember i'm not approaching this as fact i'm approaching it as this to me and with the things that i'm interested in sits closely and I'm going to look more in this direction as opposed to I'm a scientist and this is fact. And it's hard yeah. to kind of find the like nuances of science and apply it to other people's viewpoints without it becoming you're wrong, you're stupid, you didn't read the right thing and blah, blah, blah. So I just, I, as much as I appreciate science and I really do invest a lot of time in it, I've gone the other route because the science and religion is, they're two in the same, they're two sides of the same coin, one is just, you know, devout to giving into the mercy of the unknown and going, God did it, and that can come off as ignorance, but it's also actually a profound, like, um, offering of, like, your, your hum your human ignorance is unwavering, you can never know that all of the above Whereas science is like, if we can't measure it on a sensory level or a technological level, then therefore it's not really real. And it's like, okay, so show me the scientific evidence. Well, you're going to say, well, I do. And I'm going to go, well, show me. Show me where it is. Where yeah. is, it? is it in your, Is it? Where, point to where it is in your body. And you're like, well, fuck, I don't know it's nowhere it's, it's this thing so it's like on the on the basis of how people approach science it's like well you're not you're and i'm not saying that if you're a scientist you're not a religious person because a, a lot of them the deep deep you know scientific thinkers are quite god-fearing people not in a religious sense i just mean in a, like an all-encompassing unknowing
0: yep francis crick like, the that, developer of the human genome project is highly religious well, yeah I but I was going to say something to you, Pebbles, an about science is that the theory of falsifiability is at the fun foundation of everything in science. So that's the ability to prove a hypothesis wrong. And so your hypothesis is only as good as the ability to pr- disprove it. Right. So science is not like finding out facts and then saying these are facts. It's more about chiseling away at untruth. But I don't, and know then, if, I don't know if a lot who, of it
1: is something that you can like use as these pillars it's sort of like guides as opposed to oh
0: no no it's you it's, know like they're never pillars an, right.
1: um, yeah like to disprove something is also like measured on the experiment applied by a human brain
0: and oh of and course. i say sorry human You're exactly human right
1: mind not a human brain because the human brain is which is also shackled everything.
0: by ego and yeah i understand that No,
1: like we, are, our but, minds are the separate part
0: yeah so i would say you could draw a triangle for those people listening. And on one base, you can write science, and on the other base, you can write religion, and at the top, you can write truth. And that's how that debate, I think, winds itself around. You once said the most amazing thing to me, Pebbles. You said, um, because you are incredibly humble in your in your quest for knowledge, and you once said that because...
1: Well, that only you, comes from do, not being in a, in a position to be arrogant, because I'm not a scientist well, or a any versed in anything
0: exactly well this is what you said you were like you're not technically versed in science so the vernacular is missing but your brain is capable of understanding really deep complex scientific um theorem so and you communicate your points via religious language and that's something that i find extremely um it's mesmerizing because for someone who hasn't been Trained, because that's all it is in the end you're just getting trained in a language science is open to everyone right einstein once said the greatest molecular biological discoveries will be made by people not trained in the field because along with the language you get blinkered right so you learn to only look in a really narrow whereas when you approach a concept like we've had a discussion before about black holes you look at it from a more i'd say intellectually holistic point of view and that's taking in your knowledge of religion and the language of faith. Well, I think it's it's just
1: just differentiating between like my body and like the physiological components of my experience, which is limited on basically every day I'm limited to what I can't do. And then I think, well, like dreams, for example, not that like I'm going to go into dream, like theory or anything, but like, the mind on no matter how regimented you are in your daily life consciously, you have this abstract ability and dreams that you can't explain. And in order to sort of make a bridge between an abstract thought and your reality is to just go, well, let's just use the thing that, you know, God quote unquote gifted man as the thing that divided us from the animal kingdom. I know it's not just thumbs. It's about us having the, concept of things like sacrifice for a future of good and you know like having these are profound thoughts that like Bible scripture and I say Bible scripture like they're analogies and they are thought processes yeah. that are hidden in text that is disregarded as primitive fantasy and anyone who disagrees with that the, the theory that, that there is such a profound understanding once you start to Chip away at it is you're you are an idiot, you are mentally defective because it's how can you disagree with these people who, yeah, that it's ancient and it's a little more redundant in terms of like where it was and who wrote it in the language and all this sort of thing, but it's the book that divides the world today. It it fuels war, it fuels divide on every level, and no one's even fucking read it, yeah. And this is a situation where you go, okay, like what is within this that's so divisive? And then you kind of have the God sort of gift is that the universal consciousness of God has been in part and fractured and been given to us singularly to experience the universe as a a single person amongst the whole for a tiny bit of time. And through that gift of universal being, you do have the capacity to think outside of you know the the four-dimensional reality that we are in and think just like stop thinking about needing an image even though i'm such a visual person and i cannot for the fucking life of me get over why i can't be given a accurate description of what a neutron star or a pulsar would look like physically because it is physical and it's the point yeah. before the black hole, which is like non-visible. But I'm like, okay, so is it metallic-y looking? Is it, is it, is it, is it like water? Is it transparent? Is it translucent? Is it bright? It's probably not because it's so dense. And I, and I know it's physical. So that therefore, I could probably see it with my eyes. But you also can't. And that's the one thing that I'm hooked on to be like, I want to know what it looks like. But Can you describe to people scientific. who
0: don't know what you're talking about, Pebbles, why you can't see a neutron star? Why it's physically impossible?
1: Well, I don't know physically, but I, I mean physically with eyes, but, but for yeah. reasons. Neutrons are obviously a star that's collapsed in on a So basically, neutrons at, at the core of all of the atoms and the iron, that obviously, I, I mean, obviously, neutrons apparently, I don't know, I'm not a scientist, but they really don't like touching each other. So the electrons that usually divide them creating atoms uh at the the crushing of this gravity weight has flung out all the electrons so essentially you've got a star that would be many times bigger than our sun and our sun's a million times bigger than our earth and all of the atoms that are within it have condensed down just to the neutrons and they've created a, a it's called a neutron star but it's basically a star that's that big going down to the size of something about the size of new york city and
0: very quickly.
1: So still mass, it still has mass. But yeah. it's just neutrons. So there's no electrons. so it's no there's no space in between this material. And I know you go, well, that's what like yeah, nothing has you know like the space thing seems odd, but it's like everything you see and have touched is ninety nine point nine 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 percent space because of the the, the the parting of these electrons that don't want to touch each other and the you know the boundary of, yeah. across it so this is the point of resistance in the universe that nothing is more resilient than this point and these neutrons are just like Fuck's sake! i really don't want to touch you but i guess we're going to have to and the density of this is me i mean they, the measurement is apparently one teaspoon of a neutron star weighs more than mount everest and amazing it's like a teaspoon of it like sorry like a car size of it would if you put it on the earth it would just go through the whole earth um and so the other body that it has is it spins at like millions of times a second meaning that it so this is my theory right i don't feel like it would have light because despite it being very hot light is not probably going to be able to escape that gravity of the density of it and it wouldn't even though it's hot it won't be plasma because plasma is you know, has the ability to push outwards and the and the density of the star and spinning of it would push it in itself. So I think it would be smooth. I don't think it would be I don't know if it would be bright, it would be dark, dark, maybe metallic y looking. I don't know. But then I'm like, but what is the texture of it? Because it's is it like a crust? And then there's a pulsar. So pulsar is the same as a neutron star, but I think it. Um, cracks open due to the spinning and yeah. the radiation of the heat squirts out of it basically and that's what we picked up with the LIGO no, not yeah. LIGO, we picked it up somewhere because they thought it was a H- Hubble space telescope because the, the rotation, yeah. the radiation from the spinning was so um, what's the word, it was so precise Unconventional. The that they were like it must be mechanical in some way or designed, and then they realized it was this, um, this pulsar. So let's go back to the neutron star. It's like you couldn't see it because, let's say, we had a spaceship that could, you know, take a photograph. Even if you were in a spaceship that could sort of measure a distance between it, you'd, the gravity of it would just tear you apart. So you can't even get close to it to take a photo of it because it's so dense. It's like basically a black hole before a black hole, but it's matter as opposed to, like, non-matter.
0: That's what I was going to ask you, if you could go oh, into yeah. what That's happens like, after it collapses. What, <laughs> what happens after it collapses? And you've got an interesting okay. theory on how this relates to Earth. We've been cut out again. Hold on,
1: my phone. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah. I was going to say, what happens after the neutron star collapses, and how does this relate to planet Earth? You have an interesting theory about this. Are you still there? No, you're gone. Hello? Yeah, oh now God. I can hear you.
1: Oh, it is not... I really can't hear a thing right now.
0: Can you not hear me? I'll edit this out. Because you reckon what it's your internet. Now? Yeah, now it's good. We just got to a really fundamentally important question, which I guess the universe. Brilliant. Okay, yeah. so attempt number four thousand. I was 000. just. I what it cut it. me off there. <laughs> this has never happened before, so there obviously are external influences which are trying to prohibit this recording.
1: I just don't know um, why it won't. Let so... you open it in the app.
0: Yeah, it's. Rubbish. That's when you don't pay for stuff, it becomes sketchy, eh? Um, a People lesson don't to want to, to pay that
1: for that. things that don't work, though.
0: True. Very true. <laughs> so you're doing okay. You're giving into the universe, and I was just in the process of asking you about Hugo because, yeah, the last time we Hugo's, spoke, he Hugo's, wasn't It's a well. long
1: story, and I'll I'll spare you it because it's just like a month's worth of information leading up to a pretty yucky result so he's fine though he's fine
0: he's fine just had a major operation Yeah. yeah well okay so we left off you might not remember this um uh talking about black holes and
1: i remember the conversation
0: Okay, you remember the conversation. So if you'll indulge me, Pebbles, because I know you geek out on don't this stuff. The I wanted to read I, you just
1: If you need to, like,
0: like, you bit yeah. of so, um, a little bit I a little bit i a little you of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a a little and I think this might lead us in. And interrupt me at any point when you have a thought or a feeling you'd like to express, Sure. okay? I know you geek out on this stuff. Classical science describes an utterly predictable world. It is possible, for example, to work out exactly how much rocket thrust and what direction is needed to set a space probe but with a certain mass on a trajectory falling through space under the influence of gravity that will take it to intercept the planet Mars at a precise date months in the future. Assuming their engines work properly, space probes only miss their target when somebody gets something wrong or when there's a sum miscalculated. For centuries after the time of Newton, classical science posed a real problem for anyone who believes in free will. In principle, if you knew the position and speed of every particle in the universe, including the atoms we are made of, At any chosen moment of time, it would be not possible only to predict the future of the entire universe, but to reconstruct its entire history in exquisite detail. Leaving aside the practical problems of actually doing this, it seemed to imply that everything, including human behavior was preordained, but then came quantum physics. So what we were talking about last time was about what would happen to a person in a spaceship that's approaching a black hole and what the observer would see in that person. And this led me into your idea that you had that the possibility of our earth existing inside a black hole. Well, the whole universe, not, not, not just, no,
1: not just the, not, no, not the earth. The, so like, I think, okay. So there's a few bits to this that I can approach it. But the first thing I'd say is classical science and traditional science as a title to me kind of describes the limited language we've created to explain or describe a phenomenon or an interaction, right? So I'm not, I don't think it's healthy or efficient in the progression of like abstract understanding what you need to have in order to search for scientific things I don't think any big breakthroughs in science have ever come from well I mean there are some like so I'm getting to the the um the background um, radiation at the edge of our universe. So that was discovered by mistake. But there were people searching for it. They just didn't have the right equipment. And the people who did end up getting the Nobel Prize and discovering it had uh, unintentionally stumbled on it with what they had created to search for something else. So it was this yeah. sort of fluke and serendipity.
0: So, yeah,
1: Yeah, but I don't think it is... What's I, I find what's kind of happening is like the two, di- there's a big divide that's getting ever greater uh, between like religion and science. I'm just going to use the term loosely, but one are uh, really like deeply rooted into like not questioning God, which is sort of what ends up happening when you get into science. So it's because there's yeah. these like nuances and sort of what you're allowed to know, and what you're not allowed to know, religion kind of sort of draws this line and then with science they obviously want to prove um, the measurements of things that otherwise couldn't be um, experienced or observed and so they kind of want to discount God in this in part of this sort of conclusion to their experiments and I think with that divide it's where each side are hitting that same limit. And it's kind of like they've met at the same door, but they're on different sides of the door. Um, They need to open the door and and hold hands because you kind of go through like to the point of God or like Genesis and you've got the point of creation and everyone talks about how the bike, like Ricky Gervais is one of my favorite comedians and he's such an amazing human. I just feel like his energy is so pure and good. And he kind of uh, promotes himself as a strict atheist, but I don't actually believe he does because he's very invested in sort of um, the theories and the beliefs behind it. And I don't believe that like a deep rooted like atheist to the point of disease is going to invest that kind of time into this. Yeah, yeah. So I, but he has a very famous skit, which is I think it's called like. I don't know what it's called it might be called evolution or something but he opens up reading Genesis and it's basically just him um being sarcastic about the simplicity of the opening line to this book of you know creation and in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and so on the outset and science could definitely be like oh you know it's called the big bang guys like come on yeah but then you go whoa wait, wait science the people who are um predominantly bound to the only notion that the big bang and science was this create all creator right um they are struggling and constantly grappling with the question of what was before that and that was one of the biggest questions to ever kind of um play the biggest minds like stephen hawking and all this stuff right and then you go well you can poo-poo the bible but the bible's opening line has an answer in their sort of abstract framework to the biggest question yeah. of all existence meaning in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth meaning god was there so there was a before before the beginning there was something and yeah that's what the and so i'm kind of going off on a tangent but my point is that like the idea of um things to be measured in order for it to have validity or 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 proof so to speak is a is a very flawed um sort of framework or logic to go by because you're giving your you're giving in an experiment your own views which is already gonna you know bias the whole thing and also yeah. you are looking for you're looking for this sort of answer but when you talk about these things that exceed the realm of our dimensional reality or experience how would you yeah. know? when the answer was in front of you because we are so limited it's like a, a, a we exist in the same sort of um hierarchy of dimensions as do say sims in a computer they live in a 2d reality but yeah. the 2d reality is being um facilitated by a three-dimensional computer and yeah. although they exist in a two-dimensional reality they can't without the three dimensions so as we kind of so I know that scientists and and good scientists and deep thinking scientists don't think that we are the highest dimension mathematically and you know even GPS use these numbers and these equations with numbers that don't exist like negative numbers in order to calibrate things like air traffic control towers so we know that things that don't exist do exist in order for the mechanics for our reality to, to function under but we don't question it like you realize that negative numbers do not exist they don't exist but they do exist because when you apply them into into equations with the the, with the physical it all works so there's this like conjunction and so with a black hole the the for for me my my understanding is because the gravity is so dense and obviously this is no this is no like big whoa but you know the the bending of space-time the fabric of of every that holds everything we that exists is bending so everything bends and so we as the the perception the perceiver the looker the observer not being dragged into the black hole let's say would see a frozen image even though that person is speeding up to the point of light almost and are falling in atom by atom into the singularity but from the observer they're kind of it's a final photocopy of their existence on on the on the universe but to to the observer because that's the limit of of our perception so it's almost like when people die you you die we know that people die and we all die but we've all like before we were born we were dead we didn't we didn't die but we weren't alive so we were dead and everything that we are was here far before anything we can see, right? So it's just this recycling. But because we're limited in this five sensory kind of reality to our biology, people die and we know that there's that, the body is sort of still there, but they're not there. And it's just because we can't see that's that energy and that spirit leaving. And we just see this discarded body and it shows that we're not just primitive animals we understand what death is in a in a deeper way than just oh they stopped working um, yeah but I I feel like it's that same thing it's that limited perception and that's sad because we all all we know is is stuff we, we don't know what nothing is and then nothing is presented to us and it's this loss even though it's just because we don't have um, a measurement for it. And so science, yeah. yeah and it's almost like science and i don't mean to um this doesn't there's no disrespectful framework at all but a lot of people kind of l- not laugh but take humor from uh, deeply religious people who have that that fear of god um when in reality i think to give in to the unknown and accept the unknown is a lot more brave than to fear the unknown and and require a piece of paper with words or, you know, a human constructed um, equation to be like, well, it's there, so I don't feel lonely. And that's kind of what science exactly. is it's like, I need it to be there and I feel okay now.
0: I think it's interesting that you should say that they exist at the exact same point in our knowledge on opposite sides of the same door. And um, There's three points that I wanted to, that I just wrote down. So on one sense, when it comes to the big bang, I think, the way that we've framed that um, scientifically also underlies the huge Judeo-Christian imprint on all of the scientists. They're all, most of them European, um, yeah. have the perception of reality, right? So they all learned about Genesis. They all learned about that
1: all God created the heaven and the earth. That people think were, you know, relatively atheist, um, like Einstein and like Newton and Maybe not so much Newton, yeah. I'm not sure, but I believe so. They weren't practicing religion like as, you know as a part of the science, but there are so many um, writings that they have kind of come to either before just before like on the precipice of discovery or after where they've yeah. written down like outpourings and it's basically just I'm at the mercy of this greater thing. And yeah. th- you've bear in mind, like these were these people were the pioneers of this type of thinking, not even the science. So yeah. they were being they were being marvelled as you know human gods in the science community, and yet with even with that recognition and that kind of fame and celebrity, that could totally just make your ego just you know put you into a an, a coma of sorts because you're just like oh, yeah. I'm the best. They weren't in this sort of field for validation for themselves or for the or for the science or for god it was just i need to fucking know and thankfully for them they had the capability of of navigating and and and, you know conceptualizing things on a bigger picture in order to make the science um a reality so to speak
0: fit the framework well Newton famously said that he got his inspiration from angels and that the entire calculus was dictated to him by Gabriel. Well, yeah,
1: but that's that same with so, same with Newton was uh, openly McCain, religious. With, well, all of the prophets yep. in the Bible have the same these these epiphanies and uh, and uh, you know there's that thing I think yep. it's called um I think it's called like um uh, not re- like not literal like it's like literal theology or literal something I don't know it's like a, basically yeah. what people are doing is they're picking through the Bible they're going through the geography of where they believe these events occurred. And I'm talking like, you know, monumental Mount Sinai, like, you know, prophets, um, angels appearing, things like that. And they're going back to these points and they're trying to figure out what um, fungi and what sort of psychedelic plants were propagating ra- probably around that time. Um, and yeah. one of the famous ones is, uh, oh, it's two brothers. Tons oh, my McConnell. God. Gabriel, Hi. no, 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 no. Um, the son of, the son of, he, okay, so they Abel escaped. And Cain. Sodom and, no, not Abel and Cain. Oh, no, not Abel and Cain, but it, Sodom and Gomorrah. The the family that escaped, the two sons. Yeah. So, yeah, they one of them. There's a there's a, a passage where a, a, the one of the brothers leaves and he says, "I I slept um on a like I used a rock for a pillow." And it's kind of describing, yep. you know, this very desolate, desert-like environment, which I'm sure would have definitely been the Middle East around that time. And then, and then all of a sudden, this angel appeared, and it was oh, it was Jacob's ladder. It was Jacob, Jesus Christ.
0: Oh um, yeah, yeah.
1: So the ladder was, um, you know, to uh, sounds primitive enough now, but you, it's that idea of like there was a hierarchy. All of a sudden, there was this divine. Um, ladder in the sky and it wasn't a physical, like, you know, he's not going, oh, there was the moon and then there was the sun and then there was a the star and they were at different things. It's like, mm, no, it was this sort of emotional um, thing. And yeah. I feel like with, and also because Jacob was a bit of a dickhead to his brother and yeah. um, he wasn't the most like noble brother or son. And so it can be probably theorized it was something to do with like an emotional Uh, breakthrough of not even guilt but to understand that like you're not at the top you're not even necessarily at the bottom you can't know but there is levels and once you see a higher you can only assume there's a lower so you want to keep going upwards and then obviously he becomes a slightly better person but with that idea (laughs) of where he was people think well he probably ate some fucking shit that was there because he was like like, lying on a rock and he wasn't yeah, and his brother was um his brother was like the hunter gatherer, and he was sort of the the arty mother's boy, um. So he wasn't obviously yeah. doing fantastic on his own. And then you think, okay, so let's just let's let's theorize that that is what's going on, and, and everyone in the Bible is having these trips. Now, I don't think that that discredits anything in the Bible at all. If if anything, it's the reason the Bible exists because as we know, psychedelics are being trialed for a lot of mental illnesses um, now for for therapy and healing and all these sort of traumas. And and I'm not saying that they knew what they were taking, but when you do those drugs, um, you know, sometimes you can have a fucking mental breakdown. But they had an enlightened moment. And it's that analogy with, you know, Jesus being baptized in the River Jordan. That was an, an analogy for his... His divine connection you know that was the baptism was yeah. him being initiated as a human with this sort of divine connection to the to, to the realm of his father or our father yeah and then so with that sort of being said it's like it's like we can we can look at the brain and we can see how it responds to psychedelics we can understand it but to a point because you're going to go into this sort of quantum realm, right? And you're going to get to this door that's closed. And it's because we can't have language or descriptions or mathematics for an, for a d- dimension that we do not exist in, but exists in our reality, like the two-dimensional yeah. reality. You know, it's like the fractals that you can get to, they go on forever, they go on forever and ever and ever, ever. Yeah. and just as they go big just as they, so with the idea of us being in a black hole the edge of the universe is this this background radiation that's expanding rapidly and let's just theorize let's get get into our little mental rocket ships and imagine that we just stepped right we were just a little bit before the big bang we are with god we are we with you know we're before space time this the big bang right because it was created yeah. somehow and it, it, it lives within a thing so let's just say we went all of a sudden we're there. What would we be looking at? And the reality is we'd be looking at the same photo that was produced at the center of our galaxy, a big halo of radiation yeah. and a black dot in the middle. And the black dot is when we look into the sky, it's blackness. And the reality is if we, if the big bang happened at every point in the universe, we should all be shrouded in light. But we always see as infinite darkness and Again, in the Bible, it says on the second day God created light. Now, it that's takes because a while for the light to hit us. Well, photons weren't—they weren't in the Big Bang. The Big Bang was black radiation. There was no light. Photons took millions of years to be produced by the, the cooling gas. So, it's just a shortened version to be like, you know, God created. Let's look. God created the universe, but He waited a couple of days to figure out light. Like, no, this is just meaning there was something <laughs> before the beginning. The beginning happened, and then light happened and then life happened because that's we know that to be true so these are just different descriptions of the same story but I, I, I'm leaning more towards the religious um, framework for two reasons one because I am deeply um, incapable of retaining a sort of um, help, like a, a traditionally laid out formula for, I mean it's school like I, I can barely fucking read and then you've got the don't abstract favor. concepts of it, and I can understand that. Like, if you tr- told yeah. me, "Oh, you know, let, we don't, I'm going to give you four hours to write an essay about um, the 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 tech the the technical aspect of a religious painting," and I'd be like, "Yeah, uh, okay." But they'd be like, "But you've got four hours to write a the, the concepts that created this." I could write for fucking fifty years. Um, now, uh, <laughs> I you know, you. the questions are different, but I think in terms of like what's being produced out of the thing, it, yeah. you know, we, we aren't all blessed to have this, the mind of the, of a doctor and an artist. Um, yeah. and, but, but when you, if you were able well, to rarely do they the exist two, together. Yeah. Well, I think they do. It's just the manifestation of, of that passion because. You know, science, I'm in awe of it. I'm fucking just blown back by it. And and it's not out of intimidation that I don't sort of go in that realm. It's sort of just like a time conserving exercise because I'm 32 years old and I don't want to relearn and rewire my brain for something that I can kind of grasp in a different way.
0: Yeah. That's what I mean when you once said to me that you understand, And this is what I... You never said you understood, but you said that you you kind of... You try to get your head around concepts in science by approaching it from a more religious, spiritual aspect, which I found fascinating. I didn't intentionally
1: do that, like, ever. Like, no, 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 no. no, This was never a pilgrimage for my own validation. But you saw the overlap. But when I was a kid, I kind of, like... I just... I didn't have the words necessarily. Like I just knew that there was a question mark on these, on certain things. And I didn't, um, you know, probe because, um, you know, being inquisitive when in the nineties as a kid was basically a one way ticket to being bullied. And I, and I really wasn't Uh. doing well in the, in the, in the department of popularity, I wasn't being bullied, but you know what I mean? Like I was, I was efficiently resourceful in my environment, which I think is nature doing its job being like, you need to survive mentally and physically. So let's just fucking be cool and stop. Don't ask, don't ask that question. Stop it. And I didn't, and I, but, but they didn't leave and I didn't suffer any deep, like post-traumatic stress disorder, which, you know, turned into obsessive compulsive disorder where I was fanatical in order to, you know, I get these answers, but, um, they did also kind of, synchro, like, in a synchry, synchro, synchro, synchronicity synchronicities. Synchronicities. In, in yeah. a way, came back-ish. Um, and not, yeah. they didn't answer themselves, but I was like, oh, this is that thing. Like, I, I used to have... So the questions that like,
0: you had as a child resurfaced when you got older in a different... Just,
1: I guess it's experiences that are, like, you can't know what that is yeah. until you can word what it is, sort of. But you know it's there. It doesn't change. It was like an emotion. I mean, you know sometimes when you feel like something new happens, something, let's say, um, the first time you are, li- like, this is very juvenile, but, like, first time you're late for a flight, you know, and you're, like, yeah. p- that panic. It's not the same panic as if you've, like, lost a dog. And it's not the same panic no. as if you have gotten pregnant to someone you don't know, and it's not the same, pa- but it's panic. But it's this nuanced panic that you're like, hmm. yeah, okay, it's this new thing. Still quite existential,
0: depending on where the flight is but going can, to. But you,
1: but you yeah. can totally like sit around and like argue. Oh, well, that's that's you know this um, that's just panic. Irrational. But, well, describe it because. If you were, let's say, um, if you killed someone and you were caught, and the police were asking you, how, you know, what, we, what was going through your head, and you just said panic, they wouldn't accept that. Yeah. They'd be like, "Yeah, what kind? Are you uh, are you are you a neurotic person or are you a psychopath?" And so every yeah. every element that you go in, it's emotional, uh, scientific, measurable, audio, audio um, religious yeah. c- concepts, which are obviously an emotionally <laughs> driven thing. They all are an energy frequency, but you wouldn't d- discredit me saying I was panicked, even if the situation wouldn't necessarily yeah. panic you, but you'd, you'd be very in your own, your brain would automatically accept that that is true despite there no being no evidence of, to yeah. measure it. I mean, like even so, are you comparing was,
0: this, this yeah.
1: Well, you know, just you know, like you can't measure it, but it, it's accepted. Like I can go to a doctor and go, I'm sad, and they go, here. The yeah. And there's like, okay, yeah. but how? How do you know I'm sad? It's not. It's not because I've yeah. got a, a sad face. It's not. It's like, well, we know that exists. So, in it's that. No, it's because like, you
0: say that you're sad. Yeah. Yeah, but, but where the, were you but relating so su- this?
1: S- just because we don't see them doesn't mean they're not there.
0: So were you relating the panic of being late to a flight to not understanding
1: No, it's just like an the emotion universe. that like you can't describe. Yeah, and so that is what lies yes,
0: at the beh- at the bottom of every scientist pebbles. That's like exactly that what you you you've just no, described. That's
1: the essence of life. It's God. There is a door that God goes, Yeah, I'm here and you're there. The hierarchy. Which is described in all levels yeah. of, of emotion and values and demonic fucking, you know, armies and and angels and seraphim and everything that exists is there is something higher controlling the lower and vice versa and the creation is in continuous. But it doesn't mean that we have access to all of these realms. And I think that scientists, not all obviously, but kind of more pig-headed ones and this goes with religion too i mean fuck religion is just rife with people that are like fuck science and it's like jesus christ like oh yeah you just said that out of your mouth that's made out of flesh good that use was of made the word not by yeah it's just how are you how are you being this naive um and that's an ego thing but again that's the ego that is the analogy of like the apple you know nature has no ego and yeah. that's why nature is abundant and and non-judgmental and and all these, and these are things that we look at, and we're just in awe of it. And it's like, yeah, we're that too. It's but like we, Adam and Eve I, weren't
0: embarrassed to be yeah. naked, right? Well, oh, actually, I yeah. think the
1: first sin was more so Adam lying about. Well, Adam was the only Adam was the one that was given the instruction by God not to eat it. Right? Eve was never told. It was Adam. God told Adam. So first of all, Adam, it's his fault. Secondly, he then, when God was like, "What's going on?" He lied. He said. Um, you know, she made me do it rather than like I fucked up, and so for me, I'm just like, yeah, this is not, you know, uh, dickhead religious leaders love to blame women for everything, but like, no, 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 <laughs> you don't blame it. Sums up
0: men quite for even well, the chocolate actually, that you but... left
1: out, and you know, I say we women <laughs> yeah. have children, but we are because we were, we were the second, you know, we, we're the we're the precious one, we're the egg carriers, we're the you know, we're the sacred yeah. babies and men are kind of just like the work, the work things. No, like in a good way. I mean, we, we would die without them. But yeah. this idea that there is sort of this, um, this like, we, we humans believing that because we have like the concepts grant, like, we've given us our, our we've granted ourselves Miss World Pageant Queen of the fucking universe and we're the only ones participating.
0: Yeah, And it's embarrassing. Exactly.
1: It's like, oh, okay, cool. Humans are the best, right? So oh, how are you guys coping right now? Well, we've lost two years sitting inside because um, half of us refuse to believe that, um, you know, science is real. And the other yeah. half believe that, um, you know, the devil is in Bill Gates and he's trying to put iPhones in our eyes or something. I don't know. But, like, yeah. there's, something, <laughs> there's something that's deeply dysfunctional and, like, regressive about human consciousness and you, we can't measure it but we can see it and so for science it's like all right well you're gonna discredit like the bible but you're gonna you're gonna just witness everything that it's describing play out in front of you right now why don't you take a well i wouldn't say they're trying top. to
0: discredit the bible pebbles because what they're trying to do is they're and no, I, okay, famously was a said he was they trying to map the mind of god, god.
1: I, well yeah but yeah no ob- it, like well of course not and, and dig dig a bit deeper i mean look at the look yeah at but the, you won't find hebrew calculus
0: in, in there you won't you find will, pi no, you in will. there
1: no you will no you will because as the believe well the, so, the, the geometry and, well, the, the and the hebrew language is all yeah r- relative to a number frequency and if you go this isn't even a deep one but yahweh everyone's like that's the name of god yeah no yahweh is the is the um sort of
0: name of the person the, who wrote the, the Bible. Bible.
1: No no no. Yahweh is a is a Hebrew um sim, like uh sorry like from the gematria Yahweh represents a, like a number letter sequence of a sound frequency. So basically yeah. it would be like me saying to you the word of god is the sound of um a trumpet. Yeah, ice cream. Yeah. You can't say it but you'd write down the the musical notes so to speak. And that's what Yahweh is, yeah. but with God, it's this frequency, it's this energy source. So in the Hebrew Bible, and all of the all of the correlated numbers with how long certain people lived, and you know the, yeah. the years, and all of these things, even the names of, of a lot of the um, the descendants are, it, when you put it through the gematria are these deep deep rooted, significantly um, uh, profound, I would say discoveries yeah. in science numbers like um, the for example like when God I think it, there's a city and it's got the dimensions of the city in it in it and it
0: in you the name sort
1: of calculate uh, no in the in the dimensions of the actual um, construction of this of the city and it yeah. basically the numbers are the same as the pyramids and they also correlate to the um, equator um uh, circumference of the Earth and planets and all these things, and it's like, again, it yeah. sort of starts to make sense. I'm not saying it's easy, and that science needs to get. You're talking about the like... golden ratio, not Fibonacci's no, not the golden number, ratio, but that's that. That's like, this is much more than that because this is more about external things as opposed to the Fibonacci sequence being like the, us and the Earth and. All that. This is when it begins to go upwards into the celestial realm of. You would need to be up okay, high. So we need in order to, to see these We
0: need to explain things. what gematria is, Pebbles. So it's um, that people need to it's Google the it. The notion it's that really every up, letter.
1: Not not a notion. It's every like letter, a letter in the Hebrew it.
0: alphabet is no, a not number. A
1: it's not a notion. It's a. It's like a real. It's it's like a cipher, basically.
0: Yeah, exactly. So every letter, Aleph, Beit, Gemel, they all add up.
1: Have numbers. So
0: it's one, the two, word. three, four, five, yeah. and I don't goes know to 10, it is 20, 30,
1: 40. I don't think it is one, two, three. I think it's actually, it might be, but I feel like it isn't. But, it goes
0: to yeah, 10 I mean, and then it goes 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, to 100, then 200, 300, 400. Tav is the last letter. And all of right. the language links mathematically, so... The yeah. name for father, and the, names are the de- name quite, for yeah, mother equals children. But then you have yeah. to it, realize
1: that, like this, is also when you're talking about the the original like gifted language from God of, of Hebrew that we can't. It's so you cannot do it with English, and that's where you kind of have that. Well, English derived it from an it, and, though, right? Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, no, English well, derived from Greek, a billion different things, yeah. But in terms of this, it's like, oh, you can't, you've got chess. And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, we're going to use the chessboard, but we're going to play snake. Well, it's not going to be the same thing. (laughs) So it's like, it kind of makes sense if you can conceptualize it. But again, like when you've got Western and Eastern, where Christianity was sort of birthed and that that difference in East and West, which, you know, confuses a lot of people, like it's from the same book, but why is it so different? And it's like, okay, can I
0: say something here? So it used to be quite a hidden, like it wasn't open for everyone. Like we're essentially talking about no. The Bible was like thousands
1: of years. It was like you don't fucking get to see this book.
0: No, and And like traditionally within Judaism, you're also not supposed to study it before you're 40 years old, and only men can study it. Yeah, yeah, like
1: if you you couldn't even just be in the. It's basically like at the Vatican with the pope, uh, with the with the library in the Vatican. That's like. You know that they've got. Oh God, I'd love the song. original text. But, well, but like, I'm harking has this has to back to them. science
0: pebbles, right? Yeah. So but yeah, th-
1: but I'm just saying, like, you can't, these are things that even now we have books that are so under lock and key. The Bible was one of those
0: books. Yeah. So now I'm trying to explain why science didn't consult the Bible in order to come up with their.
1: Because Theories, it was a concept right? that kind because of Because it was, was an esoteric happening. study
0: they weren't exposed to, right? No, but so back but, then but all no but,
1: no, but you're not, you're not, you're not considering the time as well. Like back then, there was a real need for it because there was such a opposition to, to, to question things. So for the people that were kind of going towards the science, not even science, but just a an an under type of understanding, the church fucking hangs you. So. It became yeah. like this crusade almost. Like it wasn't a free place to propagate these big thoughts and apply it to the Bible. It was hidden. Like once science questions came into it didn't mean that the Bible was gonna fall apart because of these scientific questions. It was just the people that were I feel you religion I told, as I a weapon were like, Well, I'm gonna shoot yeah. the fucking head. And they're like, Well, I still wanna know, so I'm still gonna and fuck you. And now it's a different thing. So,
0: can you agree that science was born out of the repressive nature of institutionalized religion, right? So no, that they locked all born, this knowledge up.
1: Time and then scientists... is <laughs> no, But this no, is coming towards
0: your point. So, because it was used as this science vessel is a language, of secrecy. Sure. Yeah.
1: It was just yeah, a and so
0: science was—it started in the Royal Society. It was a secret society because they didn't want the church finding out. Because, as you well, said, no, they were
1: no, but you hanging but, people. But, but we're talking about different things. No, I we're not. I'm the Bible. I'm,
0: I'm getting to it. I'm getting to okay. the door. So they locked all this up. So this esoteric knowledge, the gematria, the, you know what the Kabbalists were studying, that was not available to scientists at the time who were a-religious, right? So they didn't have the original texts. Most of them couldn't speak Hebrew. No, they didn't but, know what was, was going on. But
1: that in itself was a scientific discovery as well. It was just it had the, a different language. What was? Language
0: the, the, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, no, the, I fully the, agree with yeah. you on that point, Pebbles. But what I'm saying is that then, so during this, what they call the Enlightenment was the time when people moved away from religion because of the Spanish Inquisition, the expulsion of Jews, everything that was going on that was horrible. Yeah. Ego, so they, ego, they,
1: ego
0: wasn't. Well, so this mirror knowledge set up. And this is where it gets interesting, because they then started looking into everything. Newton mapped out the universe, gravity, more forces of motion, came towards Einstein, and then quantum realities set in. And they got to the point that the Kabbalists were talking about hundreds of years beforehand about past present and future happening all at the same time they mapped it out mathematically and this is where they're ending up at that door you were talking about yeah that's exactly exactly Exactly. so they're
1: they're talking about the same fucking thing they just got different ways of
0: describing it
1: because their brains are wired into a different like no because can you understand this
0: comes back to your panic point this comes back to the point you were saying about how you feel this yeah.
1: yeah. 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 No. I, I. No. No. I agree. I agree. It, it's like some believe in faith, but,
0: but, and then others need to I do think, the voyage. But I,
1: but I think it's just like the the um the that ego, like that little sort of Eden, you know, the Eden sin of of wanting yeah. to know more, and that ego eat the apple because so you singularly can have more is kind of it's it, it's if you regardless of what side you you fall on. Um, You are a single person, and your perspective is all you can know. So you're always going to be on one side of a door, regardless of if you're acknowledging and talking through the door. What if to the you're other the side. door? Mm, you don't want. I don't think you'd want to be the door. It's like saying, "Do you That's want to be schizophrenic?" Yeah. Well, no, schizophrenia as well is like it's just a, a, a it's a mapping. It's a different mapping. If everyone was schizophrenic. There'd be no such thing as it being a a disorder (laughs) it's just no i know we're going to get to that as well Uh, i'm I'm going to talk
0: about that because it relates a lot to the sacred geometry so so i wanted to get back to another the point so about the universe being in this black hole and so what you're arguing is that god is on the outside of this black hole
1: well i think the 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 universe, which it, is why it's it, so hard to measure, perceive, is, it, it's suspended in something because it's expanding, meaning it, it it it's it's either pushing against something or it's creating the space. But th- the yep. fact that there's a boundary, the boundary is a boundary. And even if the boundary, if you couldn't, let's say that it's a it's a type of a mass or like black, the, uh, the dark energy or whatever you want to call it, if you exceed yep. the, that line, it's still a point because we we've mapped out to a, a point of where it did there was a start so there's add you know a hundred years before that and you're like wait what so i don't i'm not saying that even necessarily if you exceed that point or that boundary is that point of creation all i'm saying is it could be in it, i believe it's probably infinite it's like when it rains on a pond and you just see all the ripples yeah. merging together that's everything infinitely again and again and again infinitely small big and, in a, and it's never ending because yep. there's no energy being created ever it's just redirected and so i i like to look into there's a lot of different passages especially in the sort of first um and i'm obviously i um, butchering it because i'm speaking english and i obviously don't speak hebrew and i haven't read the fucking thing but the the first account the first testament sort of hebrew scriptures uh, they they don't describe god in that personified way it's very much the 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 thing and al- almost like we can't even we like for example they off uh, uh, the jewish faith very often avoid saying the the name of god because it's oh well, you're, like,
0: yeah, you're, you're not allowed just, to yeah you're you're disgusting
1: nothing and it's but it's also you you which kind of translates in a lot of other religions is you don't want to be blasphemous against the true God because your God, the one that's perceivable, or conceptual, isn't yeah. God. If you can conceive yeah, it, it ain't it. So in order for you, for, for, uh, what I say is when I speak about God, I'm talking about in a, in a very, very esoteric way, the highest point of the all being, right? Now, yeah. I don't even know what that is. Sounds like it. I don't no, I have no fucking idea. Infinity, right? But more, and yeah. can't even talk about it. I mean that. But when I use it in a smaller framework, I'm obviously talking about the creator of this reality. Now, that may be the ultimate God. But I put my faith in the, cre- the ultimate reality that we are existing in and not existing in. Is so fucking magnificent. It, yeah, we have to be humans limited to this dimension in order to exist, because the reality of the majesty would yeah would explode us into pure energy and we would not be able to have a singular experience. So,
0: and yeah. you know, so I was like, yeah. You know? I'm like, yeah, oh my
1: god, there is a, there is God, but it also isn't.
0: Yeah, it's exactly what Lao Tzu, the Chinese philosopher, said about Dharma, you know, and Dharma is like it's, you know, there's these two concepts, there's karma and dharma. And dharma is like what you do with your life, how you apply your energy. And they, his students once asked him can you describe what dharma is to us? And he said, if I can describe it to you in words, that means it's definitely yeah, totally. not that. It's, it's yeah.
1: not it. It's something and, and you and cannot something encapsulate
0: you, in If our... you
1: believe it, or if, if, you, if you've met, there's some, uh, there's some um, famous, uh, I, I think, it, um, I don't know if it's a poem, but it's not particularly ancient. It's more classical. But the guy it, it just basically says, if you've been in, in the in the midst of someone who who claims to have seen God, and in yeah. a very artistic way, they basically just say they're a fucking heretic because <laughs> no, yeah. you didn't no, you yeah. fucking didn't no. You could, and this is thing. I believe that there are in it, there are divine things almost as if like, let's say a fish is in the water and I touch the the top of the water. Now, that's probably the most efficient way to let the fish know that I'm nearby because of its environment. Instead of me somehow like teleporting into the water without making a ripple and standing in front of the fish and going, yo, I'm a human. The fish is probably not even going to see me. I, I you know you need to tap yeah. the water and 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 let that that penetrative energy go in a way that it can feel so god i'm not god by doing that but i think that there are divine ways in the communication realm where you know things that are supernatural and out of our, our experience traditionally for most people um you know they're unexplainable but do i think that that's like the ultimate like god talking you No, know, it's probably just some fucking thing God created which is much higher than what we're currently existing in but like I don't want anyone to um misinterpret what I'm saying when I because I obviously love like supernatural things and I and I believe in a lot of it but I don't uh underestimate the reality of what I at this point in my life understand to be um sacred and and all-encompassing universal truth like there's just Amazing. levels to this so i'm like you're yeah, bringing I'm me to my mode. next but little not, excerpt i wanted
0: to read you pebbles. Can yeah you indulge me one little bit so this is about the imaginary numbers the negative numbers the stuff that powers gps the quantum mechanics right so quantum this is from erving schrodinger quantum physics is not like classical physics it is definitely not rocket science it's much harder to understand than that it took many top scientists working over the first three decades of the 20th century to work out just what quantum physics is. And when they did find out, some of them, including the subject of this book, Evan Schrödinger, didn't like what they found. Quantum physics mostly describes the world of the very small, roughly speaking, things the size of atoms and smaller, what physicists painstakingly and painfully discovered during those first three decades of the 20th century is that particles can behave like waves and waves like particles, that quantum entities can be in at least two places at once, that they can get from one place to another without passing through any of the space in between, and that there's no certainty in the quantum world where everything depends on probabilities. It's as if you sent a space probe on its way in the knowledge that there was a 50% chance that it would arrive at Mars and a 50% chance that it would arrive at Venus, but no way to tell in advance where it would end up, great for restoring a belief in free will, but scarcely reassuring in any other way. And yet, all this baffling behavior of the quantum world has been tested and confirmed in countless experiments. Evan Schrödinger's masterpiece, the work for which he received the Nobel Prize, tried to restore the common sense of classical physics to the quantum world. It isn't giving is away too Schroding much of our cat cat story to say by, that he failed.
1: Any chance? What Just was that? The, is that Schrödinger? Yes, it
0: is. Yes. Okay. So
1: wasn't So over? this
0: is exactly what I was. Yeah. What was say, that? This has
1: been like. This has been debunked. No,
0: it? it's been it. It's been no, no, no. It hasn't been debunked. It's been um, extrapolated upon. So for I'm anyone who doesn't understand not shooting not as plants,
1: in, oh no, I understand it. I understand it completely because I was very into it. Like when it, sort of the concept came, like a decade ago, to my attention. But I feel like. Yeah this idea of, like, it's a wave and it's a particle, it's like, well, we describe the ocean as waves, but we know that water is made up of particles. We know that we've yep. got sound as waves, but, um, or light as photons, like, they're particles, but they go in a, you know, so I, and for this idea of, like, oh, the observer is the dictator of the reality, to me, it's just like, yep. do you honestly think that, the, that it, to, to me, right, and this is probably going to grease people up the wrong way but uh for me that even even the concept right of and i'm talking the basic concepts so i know the science isn't um completely retained by me but the idea of like oh well, the observer is the, the creator is like do you really think that the infinite complexity of reality even t- just to the point of our perceivable reality so very limited is, is yeah. waiting for instruction? No. And what do you mean by observing? Like how does a, a, an electron know the difference between another electron or a neutron or a human? It this doesn't. is exactly we'll – yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, this is
0: at the crux of quantum physics. It's that the entire emanation of the, the world is an emanation of our perception of it. This is what well, they're I trying that to part, understand but as an experience, here. It's
1: not as a reality because that would be like if you die, then everything's gone. What the,
0: what's the difference? What's the difference between the two?
1: But the difference, but the difference is whether your reality is what you are the center of the universe or that you're a part of it, and that's the difference. Well, because is... I don't believe that shit stops. I think some things will stop for sure. My perception.
0: Of but can you not understand how this brings you brings the scientist closer? to what you have been describing as God and no, I think whatever is what working in this world. They're still
1: looking for the answer for it. They're still going, well, we need to know, like, is the moon there when I'm but, looking at it or is but it the, not?
0: Well, that's the thing. They're at the door, right? They're at the door. What they're describing yeah, this, now, like. go
1: through it, as it with an answer means they'll always be at the door.
0: They'll yeah, never of course.
1: get through the door. It's well, just, science me, will never end. It's a bit of a redundant concept to keep going.
0: <laughs> can and you understand
1: science? Wants it's continually learning and okay. And so, things.
0: can you understand that the urgency and panic that sets in that makes people choose faith is at the motivating fire underneath all of these guys? Right.
1: Well, you mean free will?
0: No, it's that's it's what's driving will. them to try and decipher no, the world through language
1: yeah but that's a choice that's like in the bible god god created us strong to fall but like strong enough to stand but free to fall like i mean that's in dante's um no paradise lost it's very much like paradise lost dim blaming kind of like he's like yeah i knew they were gonna fucking fuck up anyway but it doesn't mean that it means we've we've been gifted this limited
0: um, hi hugo
1: go around we've been gifted this sort of limited um perceivable reality for a infinitely small amount of time and we are limited like we are not in control like we think we are but the one thing we do which was the gift from god is free will meaning you can walk with god or whatever you know that is or you cannot that to be like don't you think it's odd that that god created everything but he just didn't make autonomous subservient like human beings the fact that he made us able to choose and fuck his shit up is like, well, that's the free. Well, because so maybe
0: that's choose. what happened to him.
1: Well, yeah, um, I mean, he's definitely in the, in the era that preceded
0: he. him creating this universe.
1: Well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really right. like to say he. I just say it as a as. A well, yeah, I don't time, like saying he say either.
0: Thing. I just yeah. say he because so I don't want to make sound the disclaimer like I'm
1: appropriating. No, I, I stick with it because yeah, I, don't I see want what you mean. Anyone to think that I'm merging like this woke new narrative to be like she. But I don't believe that the, the, the God energy to me is a, is a feminine energy. Like the, the reality... Well, the God the energy on of, earth of, is... Yeah, that's not God. That's uh, that's Jesus. <laughs> you it's know, creation. like the hierarchy. Mother nature is the feminine, but the masculine is like the seed. The the it's know, same the, in, the drive, in Maori culture things. as well. well. Every culture um, is feminine, masculine. It's very It's very prominent. Yeah. I don't mean it man and woman, though, you know.
0: Well, and they're the, he the heart the of the universe. Of, like, it's also, well,
1: it's, yeah, it's exactly. yin yang. It's, it's a, it's a. You should actually universe. in these
0: times you should be saying they, pebbles. No, but God. I I'm being
1: traditionally um, respectful.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. So there is this quantum physicist who, the name now I'll put it in the show notes. He was who Einstein referred to as his spiritual son also a very incredibly intelligent Jewish physicist who wrote the textbook on quantum mechanics and he was shunned by his contemporaries and he ended up becoming a professor at a university at some obscure university in Brazil. He was kicked out of Princeton right. and now his book is the textbook of quantum physics. Actually, his name, it'll come to me. But anyway, he described, he was... Um, not practicing Jewish, but he believed in a higher power. And he said, that's mm-hmm. what drove him to write this textbook. And he famously said, when you close your eyes, um, there's nothing, right? Yeah. So your reality yeah. doesn't exist around you until you open Black. your eyes. And that-, that is what they're trying to explain in the Schrödinger's as cat scenario. What?
1: There's no such thing as nothing that's the one thing that well you could
0: nothing. close your eyes and then hugo could bite your hand or lick your hand and no, but, you'll but, be like but, oh there is something but, but you're now.
1: experiencing something which is something you're experiencing not not to experience which is experience experiencing, so experiencing like,
0: nothing is not it's like, is but it's something, like buddhism is where
1: we've got asceticism which is to rid yourself of all worldly any you know needs and that's even the paradox is that yeah they've obliterated all things, food, water, uh, connection, shelter, everything, but they still are wanting to, to achieve this enlightened state, which is they are still in that greed state of want, you know, it's that kind of paradox of we live in a reality of it entirely. Like this is the black hole theory, right? Yeah. We know that the black hole is infinite density. It's infinite. It's got everything in it. And it's smashed together so tight that we can't even fucking describe it now.
0: Yeah. So it's like the point before the big bang, but
1: but so is inside our universe. There's no point in our universe that is void of anything. There's always something, even if that something is empty space, space is something meaning nothing, nothing doesn't exist. So we are in this absolute infinite density within that boundary of radiation we are literally like perceivable no
0: yeah yeah there's
1: yep. like no sorry there's no nothing even an atom where you are oh, it's the densest thing of it it's like no it's like 99.999 percent space and we get to a neutron star and whatever but the space is a thing a space is a measurable thing meaning it's proof of his existence it's there even if it's empty, it's space. So it's like, okay. What you are describing not is nothing. quantum
0: physics right there. No, it's exactly what physics that
1: physics is. is. No, but quantum physics is still in, is going infinitely smaller, but it's further interactions that we just don't know how they interact. It's okay, just like, so we found this one thing. They, they, they say does. that
0: space doesn't even exist, pebbles. Because Whoa. this quantum superimposition of particles, quantum entanglement, yeah, that a particle can disappear and exist. appear without measurement. Yeah, no, no, so no, there the is no such thing exists. as that space.
1: The particle exists. Exactly what you've been... So yeah, exactly. Yeah, but... So the particles
0: <laughs> yeah. are the space between. They exist in two spaces at the exact same time. Which yeah, is, if you want to frame thing. what you've so been describing in it. words I about the it, Bible,
1: no. that's what a... it is. No, it's not. It's something because t- you've, well, it. it's, 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 it's identifiable it's a thing it exists. Yeah, okay even so a, even an idea exists it's in my brain and I see it meaning it exists somewhere it has no mass but it still exists somewhere like so nothing is something about yeah well
0: nothing is something. is
1: something nothing not the only thing that is nothing or like the only nothing that exists is nothing like nothing but is that, actually a word according to you that is something something
0: no exactly. thing so
1: that's the point of our reality <laughs> we cannot exceed meaning that's the point the boundary like, yeah, look, i've made a coding that's very complex and then one of the sims is like we're in a computer holy shit computer 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 and they start realizing it and you're like yeah okay well i can tell you that i've got a computer and i can give you the information but you'll never be able to conceivably understand it because it's a three-dimensional computer and you're a sim.
0: I like that analogy, actually, about that. Like, describe a
1: computer to a sim.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's like describing God to us. It's impossible. Yeah, just
1: God, that's like me. Yeah, the fish sort of analogy. Like, I can touch the water. The fish has more of an idea of... No, okay so rather than like there's one more
0: play. point I want to draw upon and then I'm going to take us somewhere else but so in in light of science right and these sort of renegade scientists that rejected the authority of the church and went off and discovered microscopes and phosphorus and mapped all the elements and in, in the world on the periodic table the last one of which was did they discover them by woman,
1: by looking for it or did they stumble on it
0: most most of them were discovered because they had the intent of discovering the elements, right? They all were trying to right. make gold, right? So the intent was to make this shiny substance that
1: had value. And that goes value. back to the like Anunnaki and yeah.
0: <laughs> Fuck that shit. We'll that we're later. not going to no, go on that now. Well, gold. we can. No, I remember you telling me about it, mining the gold, and but yeah. um. Anyway, no. So what I'm saying is, so all of that, that that. The, the drive that led them to discover the elements, discover gravity, discover microscopes, discover microorganisms, discovering in 1792 that if you gave cowpox to a human being, it they survived smallpox, to creating vaccines has led to the point where now we've saved a substantial amount of people's lives because of the science, right? So do you not think that in some bizarre twist of faith, they this thing that exists outside of our black hole wanted us to discover this so that we could overcome things like pandemics and plagues. I think,
1: I think, eventually. I think that the my my understanding right is everything is everything is um, created at, like everything that has as mass or or, or frequency right that exists yeah. within this yeah. boundary of our universe is created by this sort of thing and. The hierarchy is still unknown, but I don't believe that the so nature, right? The only thing I can describe the sort of energy of God is is, is just pure nature, this completely non-judgmental, indifferent, um, impartial yep. energy that just goes and it doesn't even care about itself. It just will and it is and it will exceed all forever. Right now, yeah. The the uh, the part of of of, of sort of um, we what would you call it like? Um, the sort of penetrative moments of consciousness and evolution in the spiritual sense that have um, come either through, um, you know, enlightened people or prophets or Jesus or whatever you want to say, or or, or science, anything that I believe is also um, a factor. And I think that there is this sort of divine navigation within it, but I don't think that that is from nature. I think that that is from beings or an energy that, have actually indoctrinated the gift of of god's creation and they haven't been diseased by their ego which is making us defective so i think that there are sort of angel guides that exist on another realm but within obviously uh the 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 reality of our universe that are trying to penetrate and give us this guidance in in this at the precipice of sort of ultimate destruction of our own civilization that like you know our hubris basically killing us and then but i don't think that that's god i think that like when okay and again i do not deny global warming but global warming right only matters to humans it doesn't fucking matter that the earth is heating up because it will do it a million times over and it doesn't matter because life will just do its thing Extinctions will happen People will die. Animals will die. Floods will happen. Land masses will split. Lava will flow and destroy beautiful things. But you know what? It doesn't fucking matter. Because life just does its thing no matter what. And for that sort of concept of like, we need to navigate with the collective idea that we are at the mercy of it. And we live on a growing, living organism. Earth is a living fucking cell in a universe. And we treat it like But even Noah
0: built the ark. Pebbles.
1: Well, that the, the dimensions of that are the same sort of as the Ark of the Covenant, which also <laughs> what are you say, no. mathematical uh, things which are about a frequency and about the theory of where it went. And but what I'm saying is he overcame yeah. building shit. Yeah, like in to hunt. Yeah, a... so s-
0: since time immemorial, we've been trying to fight the elements, right? That's why we invented no. clothes, well, yeah, we, spears. We have, but... Uh,
1: we've but, been trying to survive I mean, on
0: this planet that's indifferent to us. Well,
1: no. Well, yes and no. We got, we got the ego, the sense of self, the design sense of self that started to you know drift from nature. Basically, it was a bunch yeah. of monkeys, right? Sitting around, like evolution. We've got some monkeys, and they're like, yep, we've got fur. We're all good. it's all good. We're all just being monkeys. And bang. Stanley Kubrick, 2001 Space Odyssey. We're all chilling. And then you get a monkey that yeah. turns up and he's got a fucking vest on and they're like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I don't know. He's got I, no I, hair. Like,
0: yeah.
1: No, he doesn't not have hair. That was over time. And obviously there's lots of monkeys, but that monkey had an idea and a sense of myself. I am different monkey. And the other monkeys have yeah. like, bro, what? you don't need a fucking vest G and, and that, and I, again, I'm not saying it was a vest <laughs> that created the, the human evolution mind. I mean, the monkey that looked up and went, I don't want to walk. I'm looking at the birds. I want to fly. Whatever the concept was, it was a yeah. sense of me, myself, I, I, am. And in the Bible, which is a very significant part, actually, with the idea of circumcision. Now, circumcision seems like a very barbaric yeah. kind of primitive thing, but it's actually Not a only concept seems. that was... Well, well the yeah. concept of it is actually quite significant because what it is, and it was the first example of, is a... Um, sentient being conceptualizing the idea of the future, having sort of a, um, to, to, to gamble on it and and to sacrifice something that you need now and offer something for the idea that it will be returned later. And animals don't do that. Nothing in, in all nature. I no, Abraham
0: famously that. circumcised himself at age of 30. So, but
1: well, but no, but go. I mean, in terms of like that was the first. And imagine really back then like,
0: with a sharp rock how it went. And so but, uh, you can extrapolate but, that onto the Islamic tradition of female geni- genital mutilation. Well, and no, that's but, but definitely not. That. not it's,
1: the, but it's not the that same it's thing. Not that. Pebbles. But not, no, but I'm not talking about circumcision. I'm talking about this concept of sacrifice. And that's what really yeah. p- drove uh, not just religion, but it was really that thinking, that sort of monkey of going, "Wait a minute,
0: I don't something need something higher month. than myself. I
1: can, yeah. Or, well, no, I'm higher than something else.
0: Yeah, okay. Because nature you mean.
1: doesn't go. Nature is actually at the top, right? Like nature just goes, like like zebras, for example, right? They don't. Um, they'll drink at a watering hole right next to sleeping lions. They'll just chill. They're just yep. chilling there. And you kind of look at them and you're like, Oi, bro, that's a bit of a shit idea. But nature just goes, well, I don't need to worry about that right now because I'm conserving energy. But I'll worry when I need yeah. to worry. And now, are they the top of the fucking I've... food chain? No, but they're very efficient in surviving. But we're yeah. talking about a human mind. So I'm talking about like, if you if you could somehow say to a zebra, Oi, if you um, sacrifice drinking at this watering hole, you'll live two years I see what you, you mean. mean but they just go but I'm here today and you're like yeah what about tomorrow and they're like what What's tomorrow
0: yeah exactly <laughs> what is tomorrow And now we've
1: gone rife with it so, like, I'm gonna bargain everything and I'm gonna get everything I want and it's like oh we kind of fucking fucked up that but yeah
0: yeah and that's become even more acute now that animalistic now 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 is now Be self evident. Well, I think that's anxiety
1: gone crazy because anxiety is a good thing for survival, but we've just like made it defective. Okay, this brings me to my next
0: point. Pebbles, you're worried. Okay, so now we want to talk about something that's important in this material realm, and that's art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know you don't like it when I say you're an artist or that you draw really well. I'm going to put one of your amazing art depictions in the um story of this podcast and that's the drawing of the a shell that you saw at the smithsonian museum is that right what's it called again i thought it was a scallop shell and
1: um a lion remember
0: what it was something lion yeah exactly so you're a, a, a brilliant artist but you don't like to have yourself referred to that and you also design clothes and jewelry and things like this so i wanted to read you this is my i promise this will be the last excerpt a book called everybody by olivia lang a little excerpt called a book about freedom it's amazing and i'm going to put it in the show notes as well so this is about agnes martin who was like an abstract painter in the 60s in America. Um, and the chapter is called a radiant net it isn't easy for a solid body to slip the net The women's liberation movement addressed the things that happened to a category of bodies, proposing ways of resisting and fighting back. But what if there was another route to freedom, a way of evading categorization altogether? In the sweltering September of 1967, when she was 55, Agnes Martin renounced her life as an artist and left New York for good. She cut off her long hair, gave away her brushes and paints, hitched an Airstream to a Dodge pickup and lit out for the territories, pausing only to park outside a Howard Johnson restaurant and sleep for two days. For more than a year, she lived on the road, camping in deserted national parks, swimming wherever there was a river or a lake, looping West, crossing North into Canada, and then plunging South nearly all the way to Mexico. She reached Harbor in 1968, pulling into a cafe in the, small town of Cuba, New Mexico, and asking if they knew of any land with a spring to rent. For the princely sum of $10 a month, the manager's wife leased her 50 acres on a remote mesa 1,000 feet above sea level. There was no electricity or phone. Water came from a well and the nearest neighbor was six miles away. To get into town meant driving 20 miles on unmarked dirt roads. Martin was undeterred. The wide open space and corresponding sense of going unwatched were more than compensation for the toughness of the life. She slept in her camper while she built a one-room house out of adobe, following, followed by a log cabin studio made from Ponderosa Pines. She lived up there alone, a stocky, red-cheeked pioneer. But even high on the mesa with her back to the world, Martin was still a person moving between obstacles, breaking and cornering in search of empty space. Her retreat to the desert was tightly bound up with a need to escape the body, to manage illness, to sidestep gender, to outrun sexuality. Now I'm very clear, she wrote in 1973, that the object is freedom. Okay, so there's, it goes on a little bit more, but then it talks about how the reason why she left the city and left her art behind was because she was, um, she, she kept on falling into these states of psychotic break. And she writes here Martin had been in the grips of what she called a trance, an acute episode of the schizophrenia diagnosed in her early adulthood. Schizophrenia is generally not a constant condition, but tends to involve unpredictable cycles of acute episodes punctuated by longer chronic phases. Like many patients, Martin was broadly sane and capable much of the time, though subject to ongoing symptoms that included auditory hallucinations, she called voices, logorrhea, and mild catatonia. These basically steady periods were punctuated by acute episodes of psychosis Frank breaks with reality in which she became paranoid and delusional beset by fear and dread it was during these times that she found solace in God um, so this is interesting because she Agnes Martin was famously atheistic and re- into the women's liberation and she drew these like massive murals and she decided from one day to the next She has this amazing city life in New York, and she cuts her hair off, drives to New New Mexico, and then bizarrely enough, she finds God out in the middle of this desert. And then, like, she'd already been a famous painter up until then, but it was then that she started drawing these griddle paintings, which are these massive, like, murals of just lines and lines and lines and intersections. And when people asked her what it was that she was drawing, she said it was God's mind. And um, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Like I've had, I've had my own experiences with mental health, um, and it affected my creativity in a big way. Like if I look at paintings that I made when I had just post psychosis myself, and then I look at paintings that I do now, it's like a completely different. Person drew these, and this is what I was going to say. You, you mentioned before, and you said mentally unwell or divinely inspired, and I think the two things. And this is what you were getting upon when you said, if everyone in the world were schizophrenic, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a, you know, it wouldn't be seen as an illness, right? Um, and this is what I was going to say that there is an overlap between this what we call divine inspiration. And what we say when people go through psychotic breaks like if i think back to when that happened to me it was last year um i would say that i was closer to whatever there is at the center of our existence than i would ever been before Mm -hmm. and i found this as well when i moved to golden bay i lived in this little hut out in puponga by feral spit without any electricity without any running water and I had a stream that I washed myself in and I can relate to what she was talking about not necessarily saying that I found God but I f- by being back at this like elemental level without any of these luxuries that we have that kind of distract us from the elemental thing that what we are as human beings I found myself drawn towards like the m- most simple things in life and that's why I think that the first sh- monkey that came, wasn't wearing a vest, he was, probably had fire in his hand, or he was able to light a fire.
1: I think that's, that's evolution, what, though. I don't think that that's conscious evolution.
0: What, this discovery of fire? Or... Yeah. But if you look at my trajectory, or Agnes's trajectory, that's like, in the terms of human civilization, that's a devolution. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but so that, it's but like we've come...
1: I don't know what the question is. What? Is there a question? Is there a Oh, question?
0: no. Well, the question was in your art. Because I've
1: got lots of thoughts. Yeah.
0: Okay. No, I'm just, I'm, well, I'm just co- trying to, like,
1: figure out where I, my brain needs to go right now.
0: Well, that's what I was thinking because, I don't know, you've you've had experience with depression through, which was caused through having undiagnosed diabetes and like your mind has gone to these places it was categorized
1: as depression but i don't think now as a um more experienced human that it actually was accurate and i'm not a denier of of of, um depression for myself you know i'm not one of those people that's like i wasn't actually depressed because there's some bad thing about it i definitely was acting in a depressed manner but i don't believe i was um suffering from the um, the the lacking of particular um, chemicals, um, other than yeah. oxygen to my brain, because I was purposefully depriving myself of d- insulin. So, um, yeah, I've yeah. had the experience of it, but I um, I definitely agree that when you find yourself going into that dark place, um, the first thing that tends to uplift, like er- eradicate itself is um, is cr- creative juices. Yeah, and you are a highly creative are, person.
0: Like, in, yeah, you are highly More creative. Pebbles, And it manifests itself in many, many ways. Like you you write a newsletter, you create these amazing pendants and you've got your store. And you, so you've got like these, uh, all these outlets, right? And like, I'm not necessarily saying that depression is, will always run before periods but of creativity. all creatives have,
1: have what is quote-unquote considered in a i'm talking a conventional societal framework of of mental health like anyone's healthy mentally like you you know that's just a ridiculous um concept anyway well it's when you can't cope within
0: society anymore yeah
1: well if you can if you can look at the world abstractly and and derive like a um personal and and unique and fractal perception of that to yourself and and express it in a way that is um translated either in a similar way or you know you create your own language basically through art you're gonna be fucking thinking about some shit that's gonna keep you up at night and that's not really an efficient way to quote-unquote survive in 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 the nature's um most you know preferred way yeah. You know, nature doesn't go, hey monkeys, why don't we think about buttons and, and all the monkeys just like lie around and stop fucking and stop eating the fruit and stop making nature do its thing because they're sitting there going, Holy shit, I never thought about that, you know? Nature's yeah. like, Yeah, just do just do the thing that you need to do too much about it.
0: Okay. So I was thinking this just came to me that the need for creation, right? for God, mm-hmm. whatever God is, to create could be described by him be having been a little bit depressed and You mean like artistic creation?
1: Like yeah, like well, what's so the much, difference like
0: between what you were de- what we're describing with one, God created well, the heaven and of, the earth? It, it's just yeah, the canvas, one is, right? One
1: is, yeah, but one of them, is, the design is when you're a human and you're putting it into a framework of like your opinion on it, you're automatically putting this sort of, Malevol- malevolent or benevolent, good or bad, on it. When in reality, there was no, there was no intention other than just create, just do it, fill the be, void, just do it, just do the fucking dance of life, and it's like, oh shit, this is fucking insane. But yeah, we can't so that's. Go, oh, I mean, is he bad or is he good?
0: Yeah, so when it comes to the creative process, like, would you say, like would you ever plan out something? Or is it something that happens spontaneously?
1: Like what? You know?
0: Like, so I'm saying, like, a lot of these, listen, when I write, I'm not actually, I'll have an idea of what I want to write, but I never plan what I'm writing because I feel like once I plan, That's,
1: Yeah, I think planning I is, like, the... it limits and restricts, like, a good writer.
0: Yeah, that and that it's the same with, is it the like same with really art, though?
1: um yeah well yeah so not well but even no, like something not, as yeah, detailed as that the, lion's shell that, that you no, made you've got to plan a painting like if you've got a painting you've got to like plan and like so that it's not a falling down fresco in like in you know florence like it's or wherever the fucking like, last supper yeah. was painted it's just yeah. you can't the planning is not the the manifesting it needs planning but i think the concept if you need to plan a concept like I dated this guy a while ago and I remember he said something once that was kind of the way he said it was, I didn't understand what he meant. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, I don't know. And I went, well, you just said it. And he said, well, yeah, I don't know. And I said, well, okay, I'm new, new question. I'm going to ask you what you just said. Tell me what your response would be, you know, like that was going to give me some clarity. And so I did. And he just sort of sat there and he went, I don't know. And I went, well, what did your brain say? And he was like, what? I don't know. I've got to think about it. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I know that I have to think about what I say often, but but I don't actually, when I, when something happens, my brain immediately gives me an answer of like what I'm seeing, whether I understand it or not. I don't understand. Or it'll go, yeah, oh, this is that thing. Just like when you wake up every morning and your brain goes, yeah, I know that this is a room and this is a bed and this is my thing. Instead sort of like, when you have injuries and your brain injury and you no longer retain those fundamental parts of your brain that are just working without you needing to figure it out. And you don't wake up every day and go, Holy fuck. What is this fucking thing? Oh, I've got to relearn it all. Like memory, you know, like memory is the quantum reminder of an existing pre so that you don't wake up every day and have to relearn shit like an octopus.
0: (laughs) Who said that an octopus has to relearn everything they, when it wakes they, up?
1: They relearn when... everything. It's like the study that they've done that every time you give them a task, yeah, they they learn it again. Like they learn it in like fifteen fucking seconds, but they don't remember. Like they remember some things, but in terms yeah. of these odd sort of things that they do, their they brain, do have very tiny they brains. Dump, it, dump yeah. it out. They just dump it out and go. No, nah, I don't need to know. because I'm smart and I'll figure it out because there's twenty brains in each of my legs.
0: Yeah, there's one brain in each of the tentacles. But it's yes, also it's nine brains
1: and sensuality. So learned didactic. Holy yeah, shit, I I don't. I'm freaking out. Like, what is this big? Do- it's like. I wouldn't be nature, too sure like, about that. But, well, it's not freaking out when it's I being think a, given a glass for the first time. It goes, "Oh, what's this? I'll figure it out." Instead of like the human brain being like, "Whoa, spaceship! You know, God's not real." <laughs>
0: Well, that's know, because it, 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 there's it, it, an idea it, that octopuses actually come from outer space, that they landed I on Earth that, because but, they but, can't but figure out very how they fit in. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. DNA is ubiquitous throughout the universe. You once said to me, Pebbles, you once asked me the question about there's no way of knowing what a person's going to look like before that person even exists. Can you remember when you said that? And I said something about DNA being a blueprint, and if you do apply the but, laws I mean, of mean to... like,
1: well, you don't know who's going to have sex. Of course, if you go those two people, I know, exactly. It's not like I think that two white people are going to have a black child. You know, like it's not like that well, at it's all. I don't theoretically think that's like, oh. possible,
0: but yeah,
1: I don't yeah. think so. I I believe I agree with you in the terms of the structure of nature. It's that binary. It's the ones and zeros that the computers go on. It's the DNA thing and it's all unique, but it is a requirement of memory within nature to not fuck up that blueprint, you know? Like DNA is this infinitely long, like the amount of DNA coding is like, you know, a bigger number than every fucking interaction of star. Every particle in the known universe. Yeah, it's like beyond, it's like the stupidest big number and it's infinitely bigger, but at the point of it going, well, if there was no reason for it, like why would incest create mutants? And it's like because there is a law, there is design, and the design is is measurable, and it is not. I'm not gonna say predictable in terms of like you know exactly what's gonna happen. But for example, like I'm a type one diabetic, and my family don't have diabetes in the family. Um, my dad's yeah. side of the family are from Hong Kong, and his auntie's got type two. But these are completely different illnesses, and yeah, they should have different names. But when I look back on it now, when I was born, my dad got what it's this condition called Ramsey Hunt. It's kind yeah. of like um valve palsy, but I think it's a bit rarer anyway. He after you were Ill, born, like just yeah. after I was born, and um, it's uh, okay. it's an autoimmune thing, and they say it's triggered by stress and blah 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 blah. Anyway, he's fine, but when I was younger. I was not sickly, but I used to get these fevers, and that's a whole other story. But I, yeah, it, it, there was never any prognosis. There was always like, yeah, we don't really know. Mumps would all, my my glands would always come up, um, and I'd get fevers, and I'd have these existential crises, and it was fucking terrifying. But now that I look back on it, I met an endocrinologist when I was in I I was in Sydney. I was in a coma, and I spoke to an endocrinologist, and we were talking about it, and he said, "Have you had?" since you've become a diabetic, because I was a diabetic at 19, he was like, have you had, you know, any of those sort of fevers or, and I was like, oddly not. The, the minute they kind of stopped was when I got became a diabetic and he theorized that that was my body at a young age going, yeah, something, something ain't, something ain't doing its Something's thing not right. right. And, yeah. Yeah. And then when I, um, he went through, like we went through a history and I told him about my dad and he was like, yeah, okay so this is interesting that it wasn't picked up because your dad suffering from that is not necessarily that you could you know he, I may have been fine but there was a very um likely uh you know it wouldn't be co- connection crazy to gamble that there may like you know even if it was just something a yeah. small asthma um and so I look at yeah. these things and then you go well it's very accepted that mental illness is hereditary and Especially women who suffer from it, who have um, children that are daughters, that are more susceptible. And I, yeah. my, my both my parents have suffered mental illness and very open about it. I've suffered beyond as long as I can remember mental illness, and I'm like, okay, this this is a part of who I am in a in a physic a physiological way. Um, not yeah. blaming, but I'm not gonna sit here and be like, whoa, I'm so unlucky. It's like no my parents could have just maybe been a bit more you know hey you're not that shit. my parents could have known they're not fucking doctors and they're not going to you know vet the dna before they do things but um you know if they did it might like i'm at this point in my life not going to have children because i just don't think it's um it, it, it's something that i don't feel comfortable as a uh, conscious being in respect out of nature to propagate dna that Shouldn't exist. That's what nature is. It weeds out mistakes. And type one diabetes shouldn't exist. I should. not
0: then, by that rationale, though, there'd be no Sistine Chapel. Beethoven wouldn't have written his fifth symphony. The Beatles would have never gotten together. Like all of the stuff. No.
1: Yeah, this, <laughs> I'm saying it, you're they saying all, oh have... that's the best. You're saying you're <laughs> saying to me you're that. understanding sacrilegious. of the universe. Of, no, but you're, listen to what you're saying. You're literally yeah. saying. The best has happened, and without these things, the best. It's like, how the fuck could you even say that? Imagine if they didn't, we could have had a billion. We could have one Sistine Chapel made of crystal, made five thousand years before, because everyone was healthy and good, and nature was doing its thing, and there was no disease. And there
0: was no, no ego but this disease. is this is why I read you this 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 passage, Pebbles, yeah, but just because like it's not about. Well, it's like you just said. If everyone How on the world a, was schizophrenic, to schizophrenia, just
1: mental illness.
0: Well, but it's a prerequisite. Like without mental illness, if you don't have mental illness, the chances of you experiencing hardship during your life are um, reduced, right? And out of hardship is born the most amazing creativity. And this is where I was getting at. So, like, look at what your parents have given to the world, right? Like, no pun intended, but like a a really unique way of presenting yourselves. They've made millions of people happy, and they did this on the backs of or maybe because of the fact that they were slightly different to everyone else. Like I think calling it an illness or a sickness is the wrong thing to do anyway. It's like a different ability to deal with the world. Like you look at autistic children, right? And you look at how highly intelligent and perceptive they are of the world around them. Yet we say that they've got something wrong with them because they're they're awkward in social situations. Like um, it's, it's, a, it's a way of viewing it. And I'm saying without Agnes Martin wouldn't have made her most famous paintings that she ever did if she hadn't cut her hair, moved out to the desert, encountered God, and then gone, I'm going to make these amazing grid paintings that like you know, have made countless people happy. And so this is what I was trying to get at, that it's almost like a prerequisite for creativity is hardship and it's hardship experienced by viewing the world through a different lens than what is accepted in contemporary society, right? The reason why we say depressed people are sick is because they do not function. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed that podcast. As I said in the intro, Pebbles is a highly intelligent and insightful human being whom I absolutely love having discussions with because she thinks differently and, yeah, I'd say laterally and out of the box. And so I would gladly have another follow-on discussion because I didn't even touch upon half of the stuff that I wanted to talk with her. Um, yeah, so I'll have the books that were read and the excerpts of the chapters and also the books that Pebbles mentions. I'll put them in the show notes. And, yeah, let me know any questions or comments you have on the substack. And, yeah, we look forward to the next podcast I'm doing is with Dr. Andrea Triton, who is, um... The head science teacher at a school in Auckland who is currently writing the curriculum for how students should deal with conspiracy theories and she's doing this on a national level and she's also a member of FACT fight against conspiracy theories and together with her I've been writing content for the website which we'll be discussing in that podcast as well so until further ado, I bid you farewell, and thanks so much for listening again. ka everyone. And thanks to Pebbles.